Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to this rerun episode of the fantastic Edie Patterson. We felt like we were long overdue to celebrate Edie and all of the amazing things that have happened for her since she last did my podcast, uh, Righteous Gemstones, and she is currently in Violent Night, and it's just wonderful. So we wanted to celebrate her as we edge towards my 500th episode. I am up at Sketchfest. I would love to see some of you at some of our amazing shows. You can check out sfsketchfest.com for more. And I will talk to you next week. Tune of a tennis ball being ripped apart gingerly yet aggressively by Whitley. Ay, ay, ay. Wow, she's going for it. Yeah, she gets in there. She's going to kill whatever little animal is inside, What's living inside that ball. He has an antler. The antler made an appearance in a, another recent episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the antler is uh, something that he often isn't interested in, but for some reason right now he's super into it. He's showing off. Two dogs is a lot. Maybe two dogs is a lot. <laughs> Keep reminding myself, I wanted this. I chose this. I also want to do a quick shout out uh, because Victoria, as you know, I mentioned on almost every podcast episode because she is uh, such an integral part now of uh, the operations and mechanics of the, the podcast. It was in town for the Thrilling Adventure Show over this last weekend, is here and is sitting today on the couch uh, observing this podcast I don't have a microphone for you, so you're How just about like I let her silent and powerful. This. Yeah. Hey, guys. That's Victoria. Ooh. Very exciting. She brought me some new pens for my JV Club pads. Uh, I'm sure you may recall that she created those pads um, oh. with jewels, right? Um, and so uh, I'm so excited to have you as a guest seeing the action happen live. Is it surreal? <laughs> <laughs> we already knew each other so i can't yeah, i can't of, say like is it weird being with me in person because we've already been in person together on more than one occasion what kind of room did you picture that this happens in well i had seen some pictures yeah. so i had a vague idea of what it was i knew the modern hard poster mm-hmm, existed mm-hmm. Uh, i knew there was a carpet <laughs> yes yep and dogs yep yeah yep yeah yeah, there's a well now you know. So yeah. when everybody's looking around at all the junk, now you know like because there was a lot to look at, you know what what it all is, including some books that you've sent me are over there, right there. There they um, are. next to that yeah. owl. Next to the owl because you have an owl tattoo on your foot. <laughs> uh so it's all in the family here today, uh at the J V Club Podcast headquarters. And uh, I'm delighted to have Edie Patterson as my guest. I'm delighted to be your guest. Oh, Edie. Edie, Edie, Edie. <laughs> Edie and I have had the pleasure of doing improv together. Maybe one of the weirdest shows ever. Pretty weird. That at was the Caesar Palace one. Uh, oh, yeah. Right? And then was we Caesar did Palace? one at... Oh, like, yeah, yeah. And then we did the one at Morongo? Morongo. Morongo. Which I'd only ever heard about on the radio. Same! So I've like, only ever heard or seen the billboards where yes. you're like, well, I'll never go there. Yeah. Little did we know. Yeah. That we would be doing improv for a bunch of people. Yes. Who took a break from the slot machines. Yeah. And then I weirdly... <clears throat> that night that we did that, I think we went to eat or something, all of us, or to some bar or something. And then I got back up to everyone went their separate ways to their rooms, and then I couldn't sleep, and I went down and gambled in the Morongo. 
I played slot machines oh, you like did? a native. Oh, yes. I did not know that. Yeah. I did um, it. Like a native. <laughs> like a full-time slot machiner. Um, oh, my God. So that's... And that's actually how we sort of came to know each other, even though yeah. we've seen each other because auditions was, and we have a bunch of friends in common. Yeah. At that... Like, I think we had met at things before. Yeah. But... Maybe not even because I, I, I never. I remember at I just that knew your I was name like so well that I yeah felt like same I knew here. You. I was like yeah. I know this girl, but I know yeah. she doesn't know me. And then I think you were having I the same exactly thing, exactly the same. Oh my god! Next thing you know, we're in a shower naked together. That did not happen, but it might have. And if it did, we didn't tell anyone until now. And you are? Are you a full fledged groundling? Yes. Okay. I, I get confused because I'm it not is in very the groundling confusing. world. I get confused about how that all works. Yeah. There's a main company, which I'm in, and then there's a um, – the highest level of the school is the Sunday company. Or wizard company. <laughs> yeah, I just made that up, everyone, <laughs> um, to make things even more confusing. And they uh, – so if, um, if you get lucky, you go through a year and a half of the Sunday company, and then um, maybe you become a groundling. Okay. Um, so those are the two companies. And other than that, there's a giant multi-leveled school. Yeah. <laughs> that takes really forever. Is. Yeah. yeah. It does take forever because there's such a waiting list and stuff. Yeah. Um, what, and were you in the, so you were in Sunday company for a year and a half? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then every, <clears throat> it's super confusing. Every six months you have to get voted on. <gasps> and then, so there's That's new right. people. I've heard about this. I there's find new that people so stressful. In every six months and there's people, your friends out Every six months. It's very intense. Is there ever a voting part of the voting process where it's just like, everyone knows you're great. It's not that you're not welcome here anymore. It's just you've been in this too long and then you become a main stage, like a main groundling or you just stay in groundlings mm. for the, the object is to stay in for a year and a half and then you automatically become a real, a real groundling. No, you could, talking about? no, you could do, you could do, um, a ton of people do a year and a half in the Sunday company and then maybe don't get voted to be a groundling. Okay. Um, so yeah, it could go any number of ways. And who votes on who gets to be a groundling? The groundlings. It's like the okay. worst part of it. <laughs> it's stressful. Is it stressful it's for you as a voter? It's super stressful. Yes. It's yeah. super stressful because it's so subjective. And when I was coming oh. through the school, like people would talk about, um, you know, people, I, when I was very early in the school, like in the basic classes, I would remember these rumblings of people going, oh, it's so political and whatever. It's terrifying oh, no. how yeah. unpolitical it is. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like zero politics. Yeah. It's just everyone like looking at a piece of art and going, oh, yeah, does that land on me or not? Yeah. So it's terrifyingly subjective. Yeah. And of course, awesome people don't get in and then awesome people do. And yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I do find that so stressful. But I guess... I don't know. I guess because so many people go on to do stuff like SNL. And I mean, yeah. how, how different is it from the audition process in general anyway? I guess it's not that. Yeah. I mean, it's like intense grad school, I think. But do you notice, obviously without naming names, and you could be one one or not one of these people, but um, <laughs> monsters. do you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Are you just a complete monster? Yeah. Yeah. But do you notice that there are people who thrive more in the kind of competitive aspects of it versus people who sort of have to deal with that because it's part of it whether they like it or not do are there Um, people who yeah just seem to kind of flex their muscles a little bit more in that it's more like um it weirdly isn't 
competitive because you're only competing with yourself. You're hmm. just trying to be your best version. You don't feel like people are like, oh, everyone seems to really respond more to this other person. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone is human. So, you, yeah. I mean, and people, artists in particular, we yeah. all are crazy. So, people may get down if you're like thinking someone else's thing went well and yours went bad. But, um, yeah, you, you grow really tight when you're in the Sunday company. So, that helps all those like crazy thoughts sure or whatever but it's um the structure itself isn't super competitive in the way of being competitive against each other okay it's more just like try to bring your a game all the time um and it's uh it's more like do you respond to um a structure at all because it is so structured you're having in sunday company you have to write a new show every week such a good exercise non-stop yeah. So Were you a self-starter before Sunday Company? Like, you know? Yeah, I, I, I am, but I do like, um, I do like rules and I like deadlines. Yeah. Um, so it was very up my alley of like, well, this is the day you pitch stuff and this is the day you find out if it's in or not. And this is the day you do the show. And I love the structure of that. Yeah. So it's more like, are you that personality or not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, how did that come? How did that come to sort of bear itself out when you were younger like where did you well I mean well let's get into where you grew up let's where are you you from I grew up in Texas City which is real even though it sounds fake I mean it really (laughs) sounds super fake I know are you sure you're not improvising are you doing a skit right now suddenly I've never heard of improv (laughs) yeah um yeah it's uh down by Galveston and it's uh Texas City yeah it sounds like a place from a tv show (laughs) Texas City. So, so unable to think of anything other than like, I mean, we are, we cannot come up with a name, y'all. We cannot agree on a name. Y'all. We are in the state of Texas. It's there big. no denying that. Let's be the main city there. Let's do it. Everyone will have yeah. heard of us. No one has heard of you. <laughs> no one has. Yeah. Um, How big is Texas City? It's like a, it's not a small town, but it's a small city. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the numbers equal of that. Well, I don't know why you didn't come more prepared for this podcast. Did no one tell you that I was going to be asking for the exact (laughs) per capita of Texas City? It's one of those places that has one high school, if that tells you anything. It does. Um, Doesn't sound like a city to me, but whatever. It it had a lot of people in the high school, but there was only one. And I know a lot of bigger cities, you have multiple high schools. (laughs) (laughs) You've been around. Now that you've gotten out of Texas City, you know that one high school is, that that means it's small. Uh, Did you ever have an accent? Yeah. That you got rid of? Um, And I never tried to get rid of it. And I can remember, I went to college in Texas, but I can remember when I would come home to visit, like on weekends or Christmas or whatever, um, my Uncle Kenny once went, hey, why are you talking funny? Oh, And I didn't know I was talking funny. Yeah, my Uncle Kenny, who's um, awesome, and once my husband Dan, the first time he ever came to Texas, my mom and dad have a deck in their backyard, and uh, Uncle Kenny got two knives <laughs> and threw them like like down at Dan's feet, and they stuck into the deck. What? <laughs> and he's like, nice to meet you. Oh, you did not just describe the Texan crocodile Dundee. Yeah, I feel that you that well, is yeah, ish. Yeah. Oh ish. my god. That's oh yeah. Amazing. Totally. I'm surprised that Dan was not forced to arm wrestle someone at yeah. the first meeting. Oh, that's amazing. Um, because that was a 
big awesome deal in my family and not until like a few years ago did we not have like an arm wrestling table on the porch what yeah because my dad was a champion arm wrestling. okay we gotta get <laughs> into this asa possible yes what how i mean listen yeah what how okay all right this yeah. is great so he was an arm wrestling champion yes talk about that so from how long mm, i guess he was the something Maybe he was like the lightweight champion in Texas for, I don't know, a couple years. And we would go to these like giant arm wrestling matches and he would arm wrestle a ton of dudes. And it's super intense. Yeah. Feels Um, very, it is such an intimate. Yeah. Because you get right up on someone and your like face is right with them. And um, yeah, it's very interesting. But as a result, I know how to arm wrestle and I have had... um, a couple of like really awesome moments in bars <laughs> where so- somehow arm wrestling will come up. Yeah. And I'll say like, I'll arm wrestle you. And then it'll be assumed that I can't beat whoever it's going to be. And I knock wood. Yeah. I usually beat them and it's awesome. And it's like a, like a terrible movie moment where people yes. are like, oh. Speaking of terrible movies, I mean, there is a there we can agree that there is a movie about arm wrestling called Over the Top. Oh yeah, we that can agree m- on that. Many people have not heard of. <laughs> yes, I'm not sure why I have. Because Which, I as a child, I'm like, everyone's seen this movie, right? Because <laughs> of course we went to see it in the theater. Oh, of course when, you did. And my dad hated it, and we he did. Did it. he feel? Was it is is it like one it's of those things fake. where? Okay, there you go. Yeah, it's so nice to know that even an arm wrestling <laughs> movie, an arm wrestling expert, much like you know. We were just talking at lunch about how uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was complaining about gravity and the movie Gravity and yeah. how, like, you know, there was a bunch of science flaws. I love that also your father, as an arm wrestling expert, was able to yeah. raise a stink about what did he say was unrealistic? About well, it? they were doing, they were real focused on this thing. The movie's called Over the Top. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone, everyone. Mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone. Yes. And they were real focused in the movie on this move he would do where he would like, while they were arm wrestling, he would re-grip and come back over. Uh-huh. I feel like the whole thing is just supposed to start at the top. But anyway, my dad was saying, if you, if you actually let go like that while you're arm wrestling, you're dead. Okay. All right. That's a big plot point. Yeah. The premise of the entire movie. Kind is of. Flawed. Yeah. I mean, so mainly his thing was like, he would. Okay. So he would be arm wrestling and then right at the crucial moment. Yeah. Like when the we, karate kid would take the crane so position. Like we're doing yeah. this right now. He'd be like struggling, struggling. Uh-huh. And then he would go like this while he's arm wrestling. Okay. The thing is you have to start like that. Because okay. if I have you like this. Yeah. Then I pull you that way and you have okay. no strength. All right. Sorry. Also, I'm wearing a brace. I'm wearing a bandage because uh, the combination of me trying to play tennis and train a dog who's very strong and stubborn (laughs) caused me to get tennis elbow. Oh, man. AKA tendonitis. So this wouldn't be. Or what if I was like, no, my this is fine. I just wear this for arm wrestling. (laughs) It's funny. I did my research and I knew that this is going to be an all arm wrestling podcast episode. So let's get down to it. (laughs) Well, I can understand why that would be troubling then if they if they if if it doesn't make sense from a very <clears throat> elemental yeah. point of view. That's totally. just I don't know so if we, I like that movie anymore. Again, mm-hmm. never seen it. Never seen the movie. So we were really mad at Over the Top, but P.S. I was obsessed with um, wrestling, <laughs> like like professional like WWF wrestling. Yes, but okay. where I was where I lived, it was called Mid South Wrestling. Okay, and. Um, 
that's super fake, but I didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't any, I mean, that's so theatrical and it feels like everybody's kind of acknowledging. Yes. I mean, I was the very into the like, I mean, I was probably 11 when I was super into it. And I was, ve- my main thing that I was into was the good guy, bad guy stuff. Okay. And any time I got to pick what I got for my birthday or for anything, that's what I wanted was to go to the wrestling matches. Hey, this is marvelous. <laughs> So my Do you have brothers and sisters? Me. Yeah, one sister who's three and a half years younger. Is she, I was going to say, is she a freak? Like, in the most loving way. <laughs> because of what you just said. I love everything about it. She, I mean, is she, she also a freak? You know, yeah, I mean, she is also a freak. Respect. Great, yes. great, great, great. Yeah, I sent her, I found this picture online the other day of this tag team that we loved. There were a couple of tag teams that had, like, it makes me laugh so hard when Can I, I tell go back. You right and now, I don't know what a tag team. Okay, is. so it's two guys who who do like a it's like a doubles tennis match, but okay. it's four dudes. Okay, so you tag in yes, and out to wrestle. Is. Sure. <laughs> and there were a couple uh, of teams in Mid South Wrestling that were like, in retrospect, I'm like, what? We were such little kids. They were cute guys to us. Okay, if you saw them, you would <laughs> die. <laughs> But they seemed like young oh, and cute. Yeah. One group was called the Rock and Roll Express. Great. One group, the Fantastics. And they had these terrible homemade videos oh, where the Fantastics my. would get out of a limousine with oh. their wrestling trunks and like a coat and tail. <laughs> Is that what you call that? Like that long yeah. coat? Yeah. To ZZ Top's Sharp Dressed Man. Into it. And we, it was like when you had to wait for an awesome song to come on the radio, we'd be like, please play the Fantastics oh. video. <laughs> oh my god do you remember yeah. so was it your so was that your dad that got you into w the mid-south wrestling or was i don't that know just how you kind of stumbled on on your own i don't know i mean i well i was always watching um saturday night live so i knew it must have come on before or after that okay um so maybe my dad steered me to it i don't yeah. know but my mom was not into the fact that i liked it <laughs> well with and so what is okay your dad was an arm wrestling champion yes i want to believe that was his full-time job no he's i realize it probably yeah, okay yeah he's a plumber okay and mm. what about your mom was she working or was she, she yeah she's a uh, elementary school teacher okay retired now but yeah i mean i guess it makes sense to me that she was not that excited about you being into the world no of- because like I'm a little kid and they're like beating each other to bloody pulps. Like my favorite things are like the specialty matches when it's like a cage match or a oh um, iron glove or whatever. And they've all got fake blood packets and it's oh, just they like, do. Okay. See, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah. It was crazy. And it's just like sweaty, giant grown men. I totally get why she didn't I know. like it. I wonder if your mom was like, did we do something? Like, does she have <laughs> yeah. a, why is she so fixated on? Oh, that's so great. Oh, my God. Did you ever express the desire to be in that world as more than a fan? No. I mean, I guess it doesn't seem like there's room for that. No. I mean, there or was. Or were they like booth, like, like, what is that called? Well, there was a thing called Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Great. That <clears throat> came on after sometimes, but I didn't like it. Yeah. It, I don't know. How weird is this? It gave me the creeps. <laughs> Because they were all kind of giant, and yeah. I didn't understand them. Okay. Um, and it wasn't as, like, it wasn't as good guy, bad guy centric. Got it. Um, Maybe you were picking up on, like, the sort of, 
like sexuality of the woman's version that I imagine might be more kind Maybe. of inherent to yeah appealing to an audience or something. It's yeah, there was just something. That, maybe that is what it was. I didn't like. I didn't like something about it. Yeah, it just made me feel like it wasn't as fun. It, they couldn't do as crazy of moves. Uh-huh. <laughs> Women are inferior to men. We know this to be true. This is a scientific fact. <laughs> um, and yeah, just what, and probably the thing was, I thought some of the guys on the other one were cute. Right. So the, that gives like it's this added weird level. mix of like total, like total tomboy behavior. Yeah. With my like w- horrible boys haircut. How short was it? Like. I used to get called sir in restaurants right. or little oh, man. still very polite. <laughs> sir, will you have the, how old were you? 11 year old, sir. Yeah. Um, like 11 to, mm, it went on for way too long. Oh yeah? Yeah. Even through high school, you had really short hair. No, the oh, first okay. year of high school, I had really short, like awful hair. I don't know what I was thinking. I remember the first haircut, I thought I could get like, some sort of really short bob, and it was going to look awesome on me. P.S. I don't have the face for short hair. It just doesn't work. Uh, okay. It doesn't work. I know work. we all have our things about yeah. our faces, but. Um, so it just was and you don't bad. And I seeing that haircut somewhere on. Yeah, I saw like, it somewhere yeah. and I thought it was cool. Like mm-hmm. maybe one of the daughters on some show I was watching had yeah. it. Or there were a lot of like permy bobs. Yeah, which I also did. You did a perm? Um, I never did a perm. That, when I started to kind of grow it out, I think it was my, maybe it was my first year of high school my se- or my second year of high school, I decided to sh- perm the short hair. So I had the mushroom thing mm-hmm. with like literally a ridge. <laughs> and then I just started growing it out. But yeah, I had a boy's haircut for years, plural. Yeah. And it was really bad. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Well, wonderfuls, if you're like me, you have found out the hard way that if you have a medical issue, you are extremely unlikely to find quality advice just out in the vast openness of the internet or even in your group chat. But you can find it from a doctor on ZocDoc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. Go to ZocDoc.com slash JV and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash JV. ZocDoc.com slash JV. This week on Bullseye, Tom Hanks, as you've never heard him before, Mad. You moron. Thank you for the use of the turn signal. Way to use your blinker, idiot. That's Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. So you had that tomboy element. Yes. Um, but you still had your crushes. Did you have total, crushes? Total romantic crushes yeah. of like... 
One day Weird. I'll be getting out of that limousine in a beautiful gown and he'll be in his wrestling shorts and his tail, his, oh his tuxedo tail. Jacket. No, my, my romantic fantasies were so weird. They were so like romancy, like dinners and like always in my fantasy, the guy was like, <laughs> not like a grown man, but like a little older than me. You know, yeah. you like the older men. But even as a little kid, which makes me laugh so hard. I did too. Isn't that weird? I've said it before. I'll say it again. I mean, my biggest crush was John Larroquette on Night Court for the longest time. Oh Kevin my Klein, God. Steve Martin, and oh, John Larroquette. I was obsessed. Where did you? Where did your Kevin Klein obsession come from? Um, Do you remember? I feel like it really got crazy with... Um, Fish called Wanda yeah. and Soap Dish. Oh my God. Soap Dish and is I was like, so... It's the greatest. Good. It's the perfect. It's a perfect movie. It's the greatest. I can't believe it's ever come up before. It is yeah. so funny. You know Soap Dish, Victoria. You don't? Like, watch it this week. We got to get you into the world of Soap Dish ASAP. It's it ridiculously so funny. Awesome. Sally Field. Mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Kathy Moriarty. Yep. Who's um, awesome. Terry Hatcher is yes. great in it. Oh, my God. Elizabeth yes. Shue. Yep. Um, for those of you who know the movie, I, I feel sure that you agree that it's really funny, but it is, uh, it is the world of soap operas and, um, and Sally Field plays this, you know, soap opera diva who's just been on since the beginning of time <laughs> and she's super hypersensitive and crazy, but you still love her cause she's Sally Field expert yeah. casting expert. I casting. mean, genius, genius casting. And, uh, Kevin Klein is a guy that she had her old like love that mm-hmm. she had fired from the show years and years back and they end up bringing him back for reasons that we won't go into. So she's um, like having a nervous so breakdown. So she's having a nervous breakdown and she, l- listen, I'm not saying she hasn't deserved to win the Oscar for other films, but like if she had won an Oscar for this movie, I would be a hundred and fifty percent on board i would too her thing where she like her funny crying i mean it's hard to get like really sincere but also super hilarious crying yeah it's no joke yeah because you really believe the character is devastated totally it's totally earnest yeah it's so funny (laughs) that you can't stop laughing oh my god i could watch that movie right now she does this thing where she it's such an awesome thing to run into the movie but she will be goldberg is her publicist or agent you know what? I feel like Whoopi Goldberg just is a writer on the show, but okay. for some reason, yeah. she sort of like claimed her. Yeah, like, Sally Field. She's claimed like her, her as her, her own. friend, but she'll when she recognizes that Sally Field is like getting really wrecked or like too sad, she'll do this thing where she like takes her to the mall, and they go on the to the certain spot in the mall, and they ride the escalator, and the whole thing is like that at the mall people are like oh my god there she is and that's where she gets noticed by fans yeah but it's like a planned thing it's a planned thing where Whoopi goldberg pretends not to know her (laughs) and pretends to recognize her oh that's right then gets everybody else to care so it takes that it takes her being like you wait a minute like super loud you're the woman from that show that's right that's right Oh, God. It's so good. It's so good. I cannot say enough good things about that movie. Yeah, great reason to have a crush on Kevin Klein. Yeah. Ditto on both of those movies. And also the Pirates of Penzance movie, which oh. my dad showed me from when I was just super little. Wow. Um, it's He plays the Pirate King in the Pirates of Penzance. I don't know if I've ever seen that. It's 
really good. Mm-hmm. Linda Ronstadt is in it. Uh, Angela Lansbury is in it. Oh my god, I gotta um, see this. It's a really great, super funny. Like Gilbert and Sullivan were great because they were kind of making fun of opera. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're really clever yeah. and like cute and quirky uh-huh. uh, operettas. And Kevin Klein is. Have you do you know this at all? Have you seen Pirates of Penzance? I'll go ahead and say he is sublime. Oh, that's great. And he's so sexy. Yeah. Same like he was in Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. Like he was really, a, he was like a sex symbol for, he was like an acceptable sex symbol for like comedy movies that like comedy nerds like you and me mm-hmm. would be into. Like he could be sort of like ridiculously like horny is yes. really the word I'm looking for. Which, you know what? Another weird point. When I was a kid, <clears throat> I really liked that portrayal. <laughs> Of guys, I clearly did too. Like, Dan Fielding on Night Court was like a horn dog. Oh yeah, he yeah, he was. What's up with that? I loved that. Um, like um, what is that? The Adams family. I love uh-huh. the way that guy was with Morticia. Oh God, he was so, so all over her all the time, and I was like, ooh, wee. yes. And it's so dark. And then the movie did such a great job with that too. Of yes, just being so sexy, he's so into her. And yeah, so he's obsessed. Sexy. Yeah, sexually obsessed. I love his own that, wife. Um, that skunk or whatever that is that cat that old looney tunes thing where that cat oh Pepe so, Le Pew yeah Pepe Le Pew yeah it's I so loved how heavy. into her he was yes I'm so interested in like this idea of being a young woman and sort of coming to understand <laughs> sexuality through the male lens of mm-hmm. like male sexual obsession like somehow you don't see a lot of like randy women yeah. in film and television mm-hmm. when you're younger so we sort i mean at least it sounds like you and i both yeah kind of came to understand it through like yeah this idea of like men's sexual appetites are rapacious yes but somehow that was really not scary no it was it like was the way it was played not with. scary and awesome and like yeah, with Kevin Klein, I remember thinking like, "Ooh, I'd like to be on the other end of that, <laughs> of those feelings. I'd love to have those feelings coming at me." <laughs> with his just hairy, great chest. Oh so God, <laughs> so funny. But look, that's so different than like you know Kirk Cameron on yes. Rolling Pains. I did not. I was not. I wasn't you. No, but I was one hundred percent obsessed posters covering my wall of river phoenix oh yeah obsessed yeah like, huge daydreams i knew i was gonna marry him and was that how did you fall in love with him this is I like think, one giant mash game by the way i'm yeah, loving right? it we're gonna get there but <laughs> we're taking our time and i um i think i fell in love with river phoenix through maybe first through stand by me yeah yeah i would rotate who i had a crush on in that movie a little bit yeah you know you kind of can. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of who... I mean, I I may not have had ever a crush on... What's his name? Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. But look, who turned out to be, like, a super fox. Super fox. Yeah. For sure. Oh, God, that's such a great movie, I, c- I don't know if I ever landed on a crush with Corey Feldman. I always thought he was I cool. crush on him. And, like... Yeah. He'd be a fun friend, but for some reason, he didn't, like, land on me in I that get way. It. I totally get it. I loved him in Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever said this in the podcast before. My podcast archivist can perhaps remember. But did I ever tell you that I saw the Lost Boys at... Did I ever tell you, the listener, that I saw the Lost Boys <laughs> at uh, at this, like, cool food truck and summer kind of film thing where, you know, they project movies oh. outside? They showed the Lost Boys. And Corey Feldman's band... 
went ahead and opened for them for the movie at the live thing. And it was very goth indeed. Wow. Speak to the quality of the music. In fairness, because I think the sound system was really bad. We'll just let it be that because I'm sure Corey listens to this podcast. Sure. But he was, he delivered exactly what you would hope Mm -hmm. from seeing Corey Feldman's band open for the Lost Boys. He was in like shredded black clothes, tattery, vampire-y clothes. I feel like he had a bunch of makeup on. Oh, God. Just doing a lot of dancing and prancing and scary, scary. Awesome. It was hot stuff. That is the greatest. The crowd was loving it. <laughs> I for, bet. For what various reasons, I'm. we'll just let those be unclear, too. But sure. He, but he really put on a show. And That's awesome. I appreciated that. <laughs> I appreciated that to the fullest extent of the law. I don't know why I needed to say it that way. Um, okay, so River Phoenix, yeah, that's easy to picture. Although mm-hmm. super different from Limousine Tux Guys. Yes. Those, I think Limousine Tux Guys and Rock and Roll Express were almost, if I had to guess, I think it's maybe almost in the way that like little girls now love Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a different thing. Because I look at him and I understand why that's like safe to a little girl. Like he's pretty, yeah, and he sings and he's cute. Yeah, and it's like completely and non-threatening. He's one of us because they made such a big deal about him being discovered right. on YouTube and stuff. There's that feeling of like, yeah, if he hadn't been discovered, he'd probably be my boyfriend right yeah. now. But the so I think these guys were in that same vein for me of like there was like a sheen to them. Yeah, so it was like. Well, they dressed very fancy and <laughs> rode around in very fancy cars, for one. Yes. And were professionals. Oh, my That's God. amazing. Yeah, basically panties and a top <laughs> with sometimes a hat. <laughs> and then come in and fight. Correct. Correct. It's Insane. Well, it's, it's the, 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 the distinguished gentleman who is also able to fight for the lady's honor. Sure. I mean, that's clearly what's sure, going sure. on there. Spoke to something in me. I'm sure it did. And so, <laughs> so in high school itself, mm-hmm. what were you like? Like, what were your, who were your friends and what were your interests well, other than what we just talked about? I did a kind of a weird. And by the way, not to gloss over the fact you obviously were watching SNL from a very young age, which, you know, yes. cl- clearly maps out some, some career path. Yeah, totally. Um, I ca- I had kind of a weird thing in high school where... I, um, my ninth grade year, I kind of, for whatever reason, had kind of pulled a little bit away from my friends from junior high, I think because I was doing plays and stuff. And, um, so I was hanging more with the theater crowd and then my friend Michelle, um, and I feel like there was a period in there where like, hmm. I had my friends I would do plays with and stuff, but like my jam friend of who I would do stuff on weekends with was Michelle. Okay. Me and her only. Yeah. <laughs> and then in 11th grade, but isn't there something cool to not to interrupt, but just to dwell on that for a second. I think that I wish that I'd had just one best friend mm-hmm. for part of high school. I did at the beginning, which I've talked about on the podcast before, my friend Aaron. But when that sort of, when that got almost too, we got too close for comfort and Uh we started to have like identity crises and we kind of split apart. Mm -hmm. I never really had just the one, I guess I kind of did, but I don't know. I guess I've always, 
like girlfriends of mine now who have one best friend that they have been friends best friends with forever yeah and they're like the godmother to their children and stuff i envy that because i don't have that one person that's like she's mine yeah i think there's something kind of marriagey and sort of like yeah there's something there's something that puts you in in your place in the universe about Mm -hmm. that kind of best friend ship with a girl totally. I mean, that was, I, I think I, I kind of love. It was very cool to have her because, um, yeah, I feel like for a little while, whether this is true or false, she was all I had and like in the greatest way and in a way that I was so grateful for. And we would just laugh and laugh. And, um, but then that morphed, I think in my 11th grade year or before it, we went to visit um, my cousin Jamie, who lives here now, and in Corsicana, Texas. Mm-hmm. She has two brothers, and we went to visit her at her house. And she's always had just like, um, total swag. Like, yeah, she's one of those girls who, since she was little, just like has confidence yeah. and like total her, a strut. Yeah, like there's a, a strut to her. Yeah. And so I was at her house and I saw that she would just like pick up the phone and call these girls that she was at school with. And she would just call them and go like, hey, what's up? What are y'all doing? <laughs> they would just like talk, just talk for a while or hatch some plan or <laughs> they would tell her about some party happening. And I remember I got so inspired. I was like, I'm going to do that as an experiment. I'm going to act like Jamie. Yeah. And just see what happens. Yeah. And um, so I came back and I started doing it and um, it totally worked. See, because it's also <laughs> about whatever you decide. I mean, you can just kind of decide that, I think, when you're younger. Totally. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just try that. Yeah. Um, and then I had a ton of friends and then was like, so it was literally like my freshman wow. yearbook. There's a picture. Oh, my God. It still hurts my stomach to think about it. Somebody snapped this picture. I remember I got in some weird class schedule where I didn't know anyone in my lunch, which, as you know, is terrifying. Yeah, that's a lonely feeling. So there's this picture in the yearbook. Thank God it's of my back, because I don't think anyone ever knew it was me, at a fucking table by myself oh. with my short hair oh. and no one else at the table. Oh, and the caption is something like, finding your way or something terrible like something so awful here's here's a snapshot of the loser section yes oh um did your heart just break when you cracked open the yearbook and got to that page yeah and and i think maybe i didn't realize till months later yeah maybe not even years later yeah um and it's something like i still haven't shown my mom it because it's so sad to me oh yeah but then but like my senior year, I got voted all the stuff. Like I was class favorite and I was class president and m- most likely this and having so much fun every weekend oh God, and all the based time on based on copying co- like my cousin, observing your cousin. Yeah. Who is what, a different until you make like, it. her vibe is totally different yeah. than mine. But I was like, I'm just going to do what she does. And part Did of my thing this? was shyness. This? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she re- ever She's realizes like, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's kind of how she is. She's like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So funny. It's so weird that like you totally transforms yourself. Experiment. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing because I feel like a lot of us are so influenced by other people in the sense that they sort of determine for us what 
we're going to be because we're around them Mm -hmm. and we copy them in that way. But this idea that you did it from a distance, nobody knew who she was. You just came back like a different person. Yeah. And I couldn't like act like her. Yeah. You know, I still had to be me, but mostly it was just like, mostly it was just, she kind of inspired me to not be all shy and worried. Yeah. Which I've always loved performing, but I have one, even since I was really little, I have to like, at times, not always fight shyness or like get my head right to go to a party or, yeah, you know, I can identify with that. Yeah. I, I think sometimes I do have those feelings depending on what's going on in my life. It's kind of what you're saying, which is, you know, you have to be somewhere and you've sort of been alone or been in your space for whatever <laughs> yes. reason. And you, I, I honestly have thought to myself, like as old as I am and as, as social as I am and as many parties mm-hmm. as I've been to, sometimes all of a sudden out of blue, you're like, why am I, what are we going to talk? Like, what is this? I know. What happens at a party? What do you do? Right. What is it? What if I don't have anything to, Oh, or I'll have this feeling like, Oh, I don't know if I can be a person. Yes. Like, yeah. And then it, I always have a great time. Yeah. That's the good thing is like, it switches over so fast in the present moment that never persists. It's yeah. always this weird lead up. It's yeah. only at my house that I go, yeah, maybe I shouldn't go. And yeah. then the second I'm there, I love it and don't want to leave. Yeah. It's very weird, that space of time. I will say that I can't 100%. I, that is mostly true, but I still sometimes don't feel like going, go. And then I'm like, I got 15 minutes in me. <clears throat> you know what? That, I'm too old for this. Like, not every too now old and for then. this in the sense of like, I'm too old to party, yeah. but I'm too old. I feel like I'm too mature in whatever way that, whatever that means like I don't have like I don't know how much life I got left in me I gotta just if I don't want to be here then I shouldn't have to be here yes that there's I a will permission to go yeah I don't want to do this this is yeah. uh I don't owe anyone any time put in yeah. I'm and gonna that, do this for a awesome, very short period and then I'm totally gonna leave totally because the only dicey part is the the confusion around it to go like oh, should I stay I don't know I don't yeah but yeah if your brain is like yep I don't want to be here that's the greatest yeah it's to nice be to clear be on control. it? Yeah, totally. So, Okay, so let's get back to boys for a second because I'm curious what your romantic life was like now that I know about your love yeah. of River Phoenix, Tuxedo Guys, <clears throat> so, Rock, Rock and Roll Express. So, um, oh my God. So my ninth grade year, I never, ever, ever had a boyfriend until, was it my ninth grade? Yeah, my ninth grade year. Um, oh my God this this choir guy who was in doing a play was interested in me and he was maybe two years older than me or one. Oh my God. Maybe, maybe he was a senior. I don't even know. No, he was two years older than me, Chris. And, um, he was, I was super into him, but he wasn't, he was like weird. And I think a pathological liar <laughs> as many people in choir often are. Yeah, like he used to t- say these stories about like his um that his real dad was a navy seal. Ooh. And not until way later did I go like how in the fuck <laughs> was your dad a navy seal? Like and then somebody told me later like oh yeah, that guy lies a lot. Oh, but bless. it was this big thing of he was going to go off and like he was going to join the navy or something. So it was this big, you know, drama of like 
am I going to wait for him? Or, oh. You know what I mean? Like this awful. <laughs> It's such a oh, it's so gross. Wait, how does he incorporate the drama of that into like being a junior or something in high school? He was acting. He like must he have been gonna, a senior, right? Okay, yeah. He was acting like he was going to graduate high school and then just disappear into the force. Yes, to be super badass. Yeah, and I don't know what he did. Oh, because this was a thing. So, um, I was super good girl, like okay. all okay. the way through high school, and um. Was your sister, did she follow also as a good girl? Um, She's definitely a good girl in her core, but she did wilder stuff. Yeah. Yeah. To her credit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I had very ingrained, I'm in my head almost by my own, I don't know, by my own logic that I was definitely not going to have sex till I got married. So okay. That's what I knew. Re- religious upbringing yes. at all? Okay. Yeah. What, 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 what kind? Um, Episcopalian, which is not hardcore. Yeah. But I, but you and my parents never even hammered that. They were never even like, you better not. But for some reason I gleaned that and that was how it was going to be. So anyway, this guy, Chris had this ex-girlfriend who was a year younger than me. I must've been in 10th grade. Okay. Okay. Cause she, she was in ninth grade. And anyway, they had been going out and then they broke up and that's when he and I were going out. But anyway, somewhere in the mix there, they had had sex. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> that's confusing. Oh my God, it was super confusing. And then I like had to break up with him, but I still liked him because it wasn't my choice to like end it, but yeah. I had to. I wasn't going to like stay with him. Did, okay, so did he cheat? But he didn't. Is it that he cheated on you or that he had had sex with someone oh, before? No, that, did, that I didn't care about that he had had sex in his life. Right. Like, no, it was that he cheated on me. I guess I was unclear. I thought maybe what you were saying was that he had had sex with his previous girlfriend. So the expectation was that you would have sex with him. It probably was. Yeah. And that's probably, but at some point after you guys were together, he had sex with her. Yeah. Well, that's not good. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I broke up with him, but he was like the weirdest. And then, um, uh, somewhere in there, Maybe 11th grade. How did you find out that he... Somebody told me. Someone else, not either of them. Ugh, that's a terrible feeling. Yeah, who told me that? Maybe Michelle. Yeah. Maybe someone told Michelle. Like Michelle people just told knew. Me. Other people... That's yeah. the grossest feeling when, the, some, oh, when, when you everyone get else knows. Oh, yeah. God. <sighs> the worst. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, he was a boyfriend I had, and then... Navy SEAL. Navy SEAL. Navy SEAL choir master. (laughs) And then at one point, I kind of dated the super sweet guy, Brent, that just, it was no, not a match. Uh But mostly I just ran around in giant groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, I always wondered what that was like to like be old enough to actually have a boyfriend. Like when I had my first boyfriend, I was pretty young. So it wasn't like... The cool girl with a boyfriend, you know? Yeah. So I always wondered what that was like to be like in 11th or 12th grade and have a full-on boyfriend. Yeah. Which I never did. I didn't have a full-on uber boyfriend till college. Yeah. Because I was a super late bloomer and very much a good girl. And and I was just having so much fun my later part of high school that I didn't really care. Yeah. I had crushes and stuff, but I didn't really... Did you go to prom? 
Yeah, I went to probably With a big group of people. Yes, pretty uh-huh. much. Great. We rented a beach house in Galveston. Oh, that's for fun. after. Um, I wonder if they still do that. That was the thing yeah. to do. I bet they do. That seems kind of like it would still yeah. be a thing. It was Why a blast. not? Yeah. How far away was Galveston? Mm, it's maybe like twenty minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. great. But I went with my friend Ray, who, um, we were like the goofballs uh-huh. of our class, and we <laughs> were the just the, you were like, class president. You said I was. I mean, listen. Um, yeah, yeah excellency. <laughs> I should have been calling you your excellency. Yes, please this start calling me your excellency. I apologize. <laughs> but we, so I used to like, yeah, we would hang out and um, for, he had t- a ton of taped episodes of In Living Color and I would go to his house <laughs> after school and we would watch. deserve a special <laughs> laugh, but for some reason, because you know you don't think about In Living Color. Yeah. It's not on anymore the same way if someone said like Mad TV or SNL or something. Totally. Sort of, but it's yeah. hilarious. Living Color like, was like, yeah. churned out some pretty amazing folks. A bunch of VHSs of Great. In Living Color and we would go to his Great. house after school and watch In Living Color. But yeah, I went with Ray and I think Ray at the time was massively in love with my friend Jennifer. Okay. So good portion of the night was him oh. sort of like really telling me how tore up he was over Jennifer oh. which was fine I didn't didn't make yeah. me sad it was more just like at a certain point I was like bro like <laughs> I can't do this talking anymore yeah <laughs> oh poor Ray poor Ray it's a shame about Ray that was an album name that I can only assume they wrote about him was that the woman heads <laughs> that sounds right I don't know because I don't, I've never listened to the Lemonhead. So now I'm just making references to things that I've no that is the Lemonheads. personal knowledge of. Or really. it's the guy from the Lemonheads solo, Evan Dando. Again, I know that. Couldn't mm-hmm. name a single Lemonhead song. Couldn't name an Evan Dando song. <laughs> remember what he looks like. I remember he's like super pretty yeah, he's and had really long pretty. hair. Yeah. Really pretty. Like too pretty. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Okay, wonderful. This week I'm excited to talk about the debut album from our own Irene 2. And I say our own Irene 2 because, of course, Irene has done the podcast and is also someone I'm about to see and celebrate comedy with here in San Francisco at SF Sketchfest. I am such a big fan. You have to check out Irene's new debut album, We're Done Now. It's available to stream everywhere and you can get it on slick vinyl. Don't mind if I do. Blonde Medicine has put out all sorts of amazing albums. You've heard me talk about it before from people like Kenise Mobley, Suba Agro, Wall, Anika Adel, and you know it loves my Amy Miller. As I mentioned before, I love Irene too. I have known her for many, many years, have watched her come up in the comedy world, and I'm so proud and excited for all she's accomplished, and I can't wait to see where she goes next. And I can't wait to give her a high five in person when I see her at Sketchfest. But you can enjoy the wonderfulness that is Irene too by going to blondemedicine.com slash maxfun and you can browse a whole selection of stand-up LPs and then you can use the code JVCLUB at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. You're supporting an amazing company, you're supporting amazing comedians, and you're giving yourself laughter. (laughs) What could be better? This week on Bullseye, Tom Hanks you've never heard him before mad you moron thank you for the use of the turn signal way to use your blinker idiot that's bullseye for maximumfun.org and npr do people ever tell you that you looked like 
boys or do you look like <laughs> girls? No, I'm not asking because I <laughs> I'm not asking because I have anything in mind. I was just thinking about when so I said this on the podcast before, but someone once told me when I was in high school because I wore no makeup and I got real into like my sort of John Lennon glasses, which by the way were not a prescription. Uh, later I did have a prescription, but. Uh, but at the time I did not and I would just wear them because like whatever awesome. and someone said you look like James Spader and I took that as a huge compliment <laughs> oh, I was just awesome. wondering if maybe you had anything like that because well, he had a boy haircut my uh, my friend Kendra did <laughs> did call me once late I think stoned and say hey just so you know I'm watching Legend right now and I mean you really look like Tom Cruise in this movie. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Um, uh, <laughs> I love that she felt it was important for you to know. Yeah. Which that that's a pretty minute. good one. But the yeah. the one I've seen that I go, whoo, this is, uh, wow, is um, the boy. The boy. I really never- asked the right question without meaning to. Yeah. We, we actually played this one night. Me, Kendra, and some other people, we sat at a table at mom at Malo and we had to go around and say like if you were a boy celebrity who oh, would you be or if you were a girl great oh my god I, oh, it's my, really I wish I had good. been at that dinner um but my closest one might be in Neverending Story the um Atreyu yeah <gasps> there's a couple of pictures of him you can find online that it's like real dicey you know what's funny is someone just brought him up Again, I don't understand how the zeitgeist works or why this happens. But <laughs> someone, when I was in Tucson this last weekend, I went to like a, a film festival screening thing and someone was just talking about how they were sitting in front of the actor who plays Atreyu Whoa. at a never-ending story screening Whoa. on the big screen. Like, and, and they were like, oh yeah, and like I didn't have any idea that it was him <laughs> because he's all grown up and... So we weird. just talked about Atreyu. Crazy. 48 hours ago. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, that is weird. I can see that. Yeah, Atreyu might be my closest. in the movie, too. Yeah. My- I'm using this. I got I to get into MASH real quick because I, I, there's no reason not to make that the first category is like three boy celebrities um, that you would be. But I'm going to say okay. it doesn't even have to be unless – was there something you wanted to say that I completely – no bulldozed Mm-mm. i never know where this puppy's going oh let's this ride train this puppy, puppy. <laughs> um it could it doesn't have to be because you look like someone just like okay. if you were a guy if you were a, a, a guy celebrity who oh, would you be Three. god okay all right <clears throat> oh my i god. love that you hunkered down on the floor for i know this i gotta get real in for this, this one. we are into this now we are in okay like, who would I want to be? Yeah. Like, who would it be fun to be if you were? <laughs> um, For, like, whatever reason. Okay. It seems really fun to be Chris Pine. Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, who Why I know not? a little bit, and he's really nice, and it just seems like a fun... Seems almost like an old, like um, an old school mm-hmm. movie star life. Mm-hmm. Because he is such a, like, um, sort of the new leading man right now. So yeah. it seems fun to be the that. The sort of James Deany, yeah. like, oh, by the way, here's my garage with eight restored vintage cars. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Whitley, off. Whitley, No mixed messages happen? as Edie's petting you Sorry. and then making you leave. No, it's good. I should it's take good. my hands it's off. Fine. Off. 
off. She's getting really good, you guys. She's um, getting really good. Jack White. Great. Great. Which he's so busy making music. It feels like you would just be living in the world of music for yeah. the rest of your life. But that's that would the be worst fine. thing in the world. Yeah. Because um, he's so cool. Um, and I think... I think um, Paul Rudd has a really nice Great. time of it. Absolutely. All three are to very attractive. Like, yeah, listen, you did a good job. You picked some great guys. Um, yeah, that's a that's a great example of somebody who can go back and forth between he can do serious yeah. plays in the theater and then the goofiest thing you've ever seen. Right. And he's amazing in all of it. Yeah. He's a good guy and he's a super good guy. Love it. Love those choices. Okay. Um, now I'm going to go with if you were a female wrestler, <laughs> three titles for yourself like okay. what would you what would your what would your na- three names be <laughs> um the major lightning bolt <laughs> perfect <laughs> oh my god oh great um fyu and it would stand for fuck you up <laughs> Of course it would. Of course it would. And um, Tiger Dragon. Oh, great one. Why pick one when you can be both a tiger and a dragon? (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Um, Okay, let's do the three. I definitely want to do the three. So those are just two weird categories. I don't know how they're going to play into your overall future of MASH. But um, let's do the the, uh, all due respect to Dan. All due respect to Dan. I'll do, Dan three male uh celebrities it could be somebody who doesn't is is like a totally fictitious could be Mm -hmm. some character in a book but three gentlemen uh with whom you will be having some romantic times okay in the in the days to come all right um so you can save them from another time yeah okay so here's a bit of a mind blower tim curry from rocky horror i get it i get it Listen, there's another horny, strange, right? sexy. He is so good in that. I did, you know what? And so sexy. I've never even thought about that he is right up the middle for He's, everything we've talked it about. It totally makes sense. That totally a makes sense. Major one for me. Oh god. He is sensational in yes. that movie. <laughs> he lives in this neighborhood and I see him sometimes at the grocery really? store. And I've I just never I have him. my private smile, my private mm-hmm. wow, private Tim Curry smile of like yeah, there he is again. It's funny because I see him and I see um, oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? Ron. Uh, oh Perlman. yeah, um, I see Ron Perlman too. Oh, I thought you were gonna say that other Ron from Office Space. Oh no, no, but I do. But he also lives in this neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, you're right, totally. Ron Livingston. Yeah. No, I see Ron Perlman, and so it's so it also the Gilsons, and it's so funny because. They are two of like the classic, like always in makeup, always yes. in costume, always the, but like, I feel like they've had these totally parallel careers and here they yeah. both are in Gelson's and side note, if I'm wearing like a sandal, like a wedge, like I am now, I tower over both of them really? and I think of both of them as like these tall commanding, uh, me too. Yeah. They're little, but guys? I mean, well, are they little? When I put on like a wedge, I'm yeah. like six two. Okay. So, um, but I'm definitely taller than them. Like taller, oh. like 
like quite a bit tall. not like oh. super super taller but very much taller not like oh i i level yeah yeah um okay tim curry is great great okay. great great um you know what God, i love that that was your first just choice, today yeah. today i gotta go with um mark ruffalo great nobody's gonna argue with that <laughs> uh i like that too because i like to think of him as a hulk for the time being because it sort yeah. of works in this context as well yeah um okay what's number three okay number three <clears throat> and so far you keep uh, listen i'm this is a real jv centric podcast episode i apologize everyone but uh, he's another person that i run into he i've seen oh. more than one at a uh, time at uh the nursery where i get my plants oh with which this child nursery? i also tower over him sunset nursery oh yeah that's mm-hmm. where i'm gonna get my plants for my house oh, they're wonderful yeah those guys are great um i saw him at the gym once at the y in hollywood and um he like we had to do like a maneuver for either me to get past uh-huh. him or him mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. and he was like really gave me a long eye and was <gasps> like oh yeah just uh and then it kind of said hi Ooh. but i was like i hadn't ever really thought about him and i was like oh yeah well, he's cuter than i thought uh-huh mm-hmm. i think that's how i felt about like adam scott the first time i saw him uh-huh. in person i hadn't thought that much about him very and cute. then i met him in person i was like oh don't mind if i do yeah. delicious adam scott please <laughs> I've worked with him several times and I know sure. him and now I feel really stupid for saying that. <laughs> that is how I felt when I first met him. Um, okay, who's number three? Okay. Number three, I'm wishing I hadn't thrown Jack White onto that other pile, but let's go with... Um, yeah, I kind of fooled you a little bit with that one, huh? I, I gave so you I, like some handsome guys and then turned you into them. <laughs> how about... Okay, let's, yeah, let's go Kevin Klein, Fish Called Wanda. I mean, I don't want... I, hard I mean, to beat. I, just, I mean, I just forced you into it. No, it's hard to beat. But fish. Now, <laughs> is it too myself. creepy that two of mine are like, this guy from this weird time? No, that's okay. what I love. All right. Those are better. Okay. I mean, all due respect to people who are like current Jake Gyllenhaal. I get that too. I get yeah. that. But I you know really what? I mean, like... I'm throw one of these out then. Oh yeah, trademark Mark Ruffalo for um, Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka. Love it. I love that because to me, that's like these are the more kind of electric feelings. It's Uh, not to say you know what I mean. If you're tapping into that electric, like yeah, like that feeling that now I only get about someone that I actually have a chance with or that I know, Mm -hmm. like that I'm I'm actually waiting for them to call or whatever. Yeah, but. But then it was like to be able to feel that so intensely for someone that you, you were never going to meet. Right. Right. But it was so like, it's kind of hard to think about him without like losing, like losing my breath a little bit. Like, right. That's, this, so that's what this game is for. It's okay, to capture, awesome. recapture those feelings. So it's awesome. fantastic. Sorry, Mark Ruffalo. Um, you got trumped. He got, he got trumped. But uh, okay. So how about like three um, imaginary lands Ooh. where you have a vacation home? So it could be like next like it could be inside Willy Wonka's chocolate factory it could be Oz it could be preferably not the prison on HBO that seems like it would be an intense place to have a second sure. home um but you know someplace like that like some yeah. sort of three different acknowledged fictitious could be sci-fi related okay. fantasy cool um okay so one would be whatever um whatever that landscape is like um in where she's running around the hills and sound of music oh okay sure 
Sure. Um, that's like, what is that, the Alps? I think it's the Alps. I'm looking to I Victoria as much as possible It's the same as like where Heidi lived, right? Yeah. 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 We're saying we're, we're definitely going Alps. Okay. It's like Swiss Alps, Austrian Alps, yeah. all that. Great choice. Okay. Alps. And then um, I think like... Um, um, maybe like um, inside Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, what great answer! Like, you know how we can go in there and it's like suddenly dark and magic. Yes, I just had this conversation with Christine Woods. Yeah, on this on last week's podcast. <laughs> oh my god, we are also obsessed with the inside of Pirates of the Caribbean. So I'm this obsessed. Beautiful. I feel beautiful instantly like. Everything's going to be okay. Yes. Totally. <laughs> so funny. Totally. Isn't that amazing? I want to go to sleep in there. Yeah. I want to like hang out for a while. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Oh my God. It is. It's like a cocoon. Yes. It's like outdoor, indoor cocoon. Totally. Amazing. Great answer. Okay. Third answer would be... Um, <laughs> <laughs> It sounds so, the movie's so like bleak, but um, if there was some kind of cool, like not creepy, um, racist Elysium type, like weird, cool thing floating. Okay. I haven't um, seen Elysium. There's this whole world that's like, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A planet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's it's a metaphor for everything we're supposed to hate, but you're still kind of like, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, if they had like nice people there and it wasn't elitist. Yeah. That Uh, seems fun. Elysium. Yeah, I gotcha. Totally gotcha. And especially if you had like your own personal spaceship and you could like go around to places. Yeah. No, no, no. They did it. They, they, it was, it was creepy in that movie, but yet still also super appealing. I completely get it. Um, what about, I think I'm going to skip the Disneyland question just because you already answered such a great answer with Pirates of the Caribbean, but I don't know, but I, one of my questions is usually like three Disneyland rides that oh. you wish could come to life oh or like in some way became real. All right, now I have to ask it. Okay. We got pirates taken care of, so we don't have to repeat on that. Yeah. Haunted Mansion. Great. Um, Peter Pan. Yeah. And, um, Space Mountain. Great. Great, great, great. Uh, what if someone was like, Autopia? Well, that's kind of, I mean, <laughs> kinda, just kind of driving in a car. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, I was super afraid of Autopia. I was a, as afraid of Autopia as I was of getting my own driver's license in real life. Like, I wow. never was excited about cars. <laughs> cars totally gave me the creeps for some reason. Um, okay, how about... Um, Victoria, do you have any thoughts? Are there any, uh, based on what we've been talking about today, is anything jumping out at you that would be a fun category for Edie? How about movies she would live in? Yeah, like, love oh, it. we talked about all the Kevin Kline movies. You're right. We talked so much about movies. Yeah. Okay, so three Ooh. movies you can jump inside of. Okay. Great um, one. Thank you for that. I haven't seen this in ages, but I think, uh, from what I remember, it feels so cool. Swiss Family Robinson. Love it. 100% on board. That was another one where I like had rotating crushes on those two brothers. I'm sure that's true for anyone. Oh, I gotta it. re-see that. Ugh. Oh, um, does the Jetsons count? Sure. Okay. That Why not? Fun. Great. And Lost Boys. There we go. 
if you haven't seen Lost Boys in a while and you feel like you need to see a shirtless man playing saxophone oh in my front God, of I a bonfire. Oh, I forgot about that. For a really long time. Yes. I and so violently. And yeah. isn't there fire behind him? Oh, yeah, there's fire. <laughs> oh, don't worry, there's fire. Because that's the way the saxophone was meant to be seen and heard. Oh, yeah. 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 And doesn't it's, he have like long braids? Oh, he certainly does. <laughs> oh my god! I don't god. know if it's braids, but he definitely has very long hair, like waist length hair. <gasps> oh <It's> my god! <laughs> Something really fucked up about it. So great, and you're gonna go pop right inside there. It's gonna be awesome. Um, okay. Any other thoughts on categories? What about if you had your own little shop? somewhere mm-hmm. you've got a little shop three different things that would be fun that like you don't even have to you know shopkeep okay. but like you Edie is offering in addition to her sterling career you're like oh and by the way i'm just gonna open this little store could okay. be you know food could be items uh, sundries cool okay it's gonna be um really awesome um vintage toys oh great one um Super delicious um, grab and go um, gluten free stuff. Ooh, but are not, you gluten free also? I am. Are you too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Love it. But not sweet stuff. Probably. Probably like savory little. Yeah, because things. that's what I still miss most. It's harder yeah. to find. Like, give me a really great squishy, soft, salty Bavarian pretzel. Yes. They've got like some frozen ones, but they don't taste. Yeah. And pizzas they figured out, but there's still a lot yeah. of savory stuff they haven't figured out the way that they have figured out. Like you're don't we're fine for cupcakes. Yeah, like don't worry, totally. don't anybody out there who thinks we're not, we're good, we're covered. <laughs> but yeah, something like that that you could just sort of like the equivalent of getting a croissant. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh God, yes, gluten free, um, savory grab and go. <laughs> we'll have to maybe have a cleverer name than that. Yes. Um, and right. um, really cool um, uh, concert artwork. Ooh, like great like concert posters and yeah. stuff. That's great. Mm-hmm. What a fun category for you, Edie Patterson. Oh my God. This is, everything you're asking me are things that like I force Dan to play with me at dinner. I'm like, I okay, if it. you had a store. <laughs> Seriously. So great. Or I'll go like, well, if do you, you want to create, do you want to create uh, your final category? We have one left. Is there anything that you would, that would be fun to cover? Like you have your own restaurant, what kind of food it would be, or what kind of food do you wish that you could just eat? Like, is there a food that you want to, you would wish you could eat as much of as you wanted forever hmm. with no ramifications? Well, what do you usually ask? That's on one this? of them. Yeah. There's a food thing. Uh, pe- different weird pets. Um, oh, I uh, like that. That's good. Uh, that you could never have in real life. You want to do that one? Yeah. Okay. Um, a like a pygmy unicorn. Great. How pygmy? Mm-hmm. Maybe like dog sized. Okay, so not rideable. Not rideable. Great. No, just friendable. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, a uh, like um, oh, an eagle. Great. <laughs> that really digs hanging out with me. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though, but in all serious though. If you were hanging out with someone and a fucking eagle swooped in and just like lit on your shoulder and you're like, oh, it's just this yeah, my eagle. And it just like peck. <laughs> and then it goes out and like hunts Who all day. Who wouldn't and comes be in like, uh, you're the cool- coolest person in yeah. the world. I'm not going to put it in a cage. That is no for way. Sure. No, it's just your, it's just your eagle. It's just my eagle. Great. 
Right. Um, and a dire wolf. Like on Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. A right. giant wolf. Oh, yeah. Those are great. Those are great. Okay. This is an amazing game of MASH. Um, okay. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. We're at six. Um, pausing this. Doing some quick calculations. Yes. There's a lot of... This is a motley assortment. We'll see how it turns out. <laughs> yeah. We've done, we've done our work today. Uh, we've got some very good results. First of all, I need to give you hearty congratulations. Oh, my God. What for happened? your mansion okay. in the Alps. Oh, my God. Don't mind if I do. Uh, that sounds great. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. It also fits. It feels like it fits, even though it totally doesn't, because Swiss Family Robinson, because Swiss, I think, is what I'm thinking in my head. Right. I mean, that's totally different because that's like an island, a tropical island where this mm-hmm. Swiss family is now living with like animals like ostriches yeah. and such. Um, you can also dip a toe into that if you need an escape from sure. your mansion in the Alps. I'm not sure oh, that's, that's my happen, but that's my vacation. That's home? your well, that's your you can drop into that movie whenever you awesome. want. So it's totally this a different vibe and also feels very vacation-y, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, I don't know where you being Chris Pine plays into this. Okay. Nor do I know where you being the major lightning bolt plays into this. <laughs> These are all just alternate personality and lifestyles that you can just pop into at will. Some, maybe you feel like yeah. riding your old Triumph motorcycle up to Griffith Observatory. You become Chris Vine for a day. Maybe it's time for you to t- take someone to task in the ring. And you Maybe. become the major lightning bolt. I can't say for sure. This is your life. I don't life. know who's going to wander up to my house in the Alps. No I don't know idea. if they're going to need some sort of disciplining. There's a good chance that a burglar will try to break in and your way of dealing with him will be to pull him into the ring yeah. and take him down. Because there's going to be one in my because house. Because there's going to be one. Because you're the major lightning bolt. I like that. I think of it as almost like you're a major general. Like you're, like you're a, oh, like military a military major. <laughs> okay, great. Major. This is Major Lightning Bolt. He works under Colonel. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, I'm also excited. There's just so much fantasy going on in this. Oh, because yeah. you also can enter Space Mountain as a real thing at will. Awesome. Get out into outer space. Awesome. Make Carl Sagan proud. Great. I've been thinking a lot about Carl Sagan lately. I love that guy so much. Um, R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Carl. I feel that you'll have plenty of space to... Let your tiny unicorn friend oh, prance yes. around proudly in the Alps. Oh, he's going to love it there. And or Swiss Family Robinson. Like, you probably want to take the unicorn with yeah. you for that, too. Um, uh, and I also appreciate that you have a very cool shop where you sell uh, very cool concert posters. Some great oh, great. Art great. From all eras. <laughs> and finally, I congratulate you for your steaming hot romance. And I couldn't be more pleased about this. Let's hear it. Well, I'm just a sweet transvestite. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. It's really Hot. shaped into something awesome. I know. It is certainly the strangest smash. <laughs> and it is filled with the most imaginary wonders possibly in the history of doing this game. Sounds like a great life. You've done great work for yourself. Oh, good. Um, and I think I have just a little, uh, just enough time that I think I'll, I'll backwards it, which I haven't ever done before. Maybe, or maybe I've done it like once, but let's just get a cootie catcher and okay. we'll make the, uh, this, whatever the answer is to this last question. Uh, we're going to round out as a sort of conclusion to the podcast. Okay. Pick a color. G R E E N. Victoria made this. 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. She's not telling me what the numbers are, so this I'm really having to work for it this time. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Final one. Three. Okay. All right. Question number three. <laughs> what is your worst memory of high school? Or one of them, if you feel the pressure is on to come up with the very worst. I mean, the one that you described with the yearbook it's sitting pretty alone dicey. is pretty bad. Yeah. Okay. And also finding, finding out that you got cheated on. Ugh. Dicey. Both are real are dicey. Are there any worse than that? God. How terrible to end on a negative note, too. <laughs> I think that was probably the worst. Yeah. Um, not getting cheated on, I mean. What about the flip-flop of that? Do you have a moment from high school that you remember that you really, like, what, like at, I'm assuming after you converted yourself into a different uh, social yeah. type? All my awesome memories are after yeah. I converted myself. Is there a... <laughs> Is there a specific memory where you're like, you know what, like today, it doesn't even have to be anything big, but sometimes these things cement ourselves even in our day-to-day now where you sort of feel like you're right where you're supposed to be? Yeah, totally. Do you totally. remember having any of those in high school? Totally. Um, the, the Like the markers of it are weird though because it's nothing like super crazy monumental. It's more just like the vibe of a day. Mm-hmm. But I love that. Yeah, of like... um we were doing um, Greece my senior year, which was like beyond fun. And I, um, I had this bright fucking yellow dress that I would wear sometimes that, um, if I'm being real honest, I thought I looked really great. In. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you have a picture of yourself in that dress? I hope so. My mom has a giant one I in her house at home. I would love it if she could somehow even snap a picture. I don't know if my mom is not cell phone literate, but like if your mom is, oh, yeah. snap a picture and send it. I'd love to totally. that. Totally. Great. She can do that. Great. Um, but yeah, I just remember going around and like really like <laughs> just feeling like a, like an 80s movie almost like like I know everybody here and everything's great and yeah. I have my yellow dress on and then I'm going to Greece rehearsal. Yes. That's beautiful. I totally But nothing it. like nothing like this happened. That's, but more just that, like to me that yes. is a better answer than anything I could have asked for. Like it that is exactly what I was ima- what I wanted to imagine oh, good. the sort of like yeah, I did it. <laughs> and I do it every day. Yes. But today I'm in my yellow dress. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. I can't wait to see this yellow dress, this famed yellow dress. It's hilarious. It's so bright yellow. And it's white up here with some white flowers. Oh. And the hilarious thing is, that's back when I used to think like, yeah, matching is cool. Right. So I had yellow shoes. Right. Full on like flats. So I'm sure they looked like just weird boats on my feet with that dress. Uh-huh. With that kind of dress, you need a little bit of a mm-hmm, pump. Mm-hmm. But that's what makes me laugh mostly is I just think about like the, how the whole look must yeah. have looked. Yeah. And how you worked that shit. I worked it. Yeah. And I really thought like, I look great today. I love it. <laughs> you know what? You did. Because you thought you I did. I think I did. I think if we saw a picture of it now, we would laugh until we cried. Yes. If you could I scan all the way to down that. to the shoes. The yeah. top of the picture will make you laugh, but I wish we could see the shoes too. Oh, God. I'm glad to know you were out there prancing around in the day. <laughs> Just prancing. Fantastic. Working it. Thanks for working it on the podcast. Eve. Thanks for what having me. Pleasure. Yeah, totally. Um, super fun. And uh, anything that you want to, uh, I say plug, but you know. There's one thing you're excited about. Otherwise, um, yeah. Um, Mitch Silpa and I do our two-person show at Groundlings. And we yes, have- Mitch Silpa is very talented indeed as yes. well. Um, Mitch and Edie Making Love we're doing in 
uh, early November. I should have looked at the exact date. Great. <laughs> no, it's fine. People early November at the Groundlings. Mitch Wait. and Edie making love. Make your, get your flight reservations now. Yes, get your flight reservations. All of you in Missouri. Uh-huh. Yep. And uh, I'm Fabulous. doing some shows with Impro Theater this weekend at um, a theater called The Z Space in yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. Got some San Francisco listeners up there. Yeah. When am I putting this out? We have already been gone? Ye- probably. Got it. Yep. Cool. Hope you had great shows. <laughs> Hope you had great shows. Hope you had great shows. Maybe some of you were there. Um, all right, Edie, thank you so much for doing thank the podcast. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember when we could save kittens from trees? Lunch on skyscrapers, bring the villains to their knees. Maybe we should. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.